Hey, what's going on? Welcome back to The Should Life. This is your host, Jessica Lee Labe, and today we're talking about how you are the answer you've been waiting for. Let's get into it. Welcome back. I am so glad to hang with you some more. We are continuing our conversation of shit that you should stop doing. And today we're going to be talking about how I want you to stop looking to everyone else for the answers. Because as the title of this episode implies, you are the answer that you have been waiting for. So I want to ask you, Who were you before you started living the should life? Who were you before you started living for everyone else? Before the definition of you was defined by everything that you did for everyone else. Before you stopped trusting yourself and your decisions. Before you found your identity in people pleasing. Because that version of you before you started living the should life, that is the real you. That is the truest version of you. That is you at your most expressed. And inner voice work is going to be able to help you get back to get in touch with that version of you again. So this is all about no longer looking to everyone else for the answers. To stop adding more to your plate in searching for the answers. And what I mean by that is we think or the mind tells us, well, maybe if I journal for 30 minutes a day, maybe if I, maybe if I listen to this podcast, maybe if I buy this masterclass, then I'll find the answers that I've been looking for. When all we're doing is adding more shit to our plate. The mind is telling us, well, certainly I don't know the answer to this. So you need to expend time, money, energy, looking outside of yourself for the answers. Looking at the quote unquote experts when really you are the expert of your own life. You are the own expert of your own body. So I want to ask you again, I want to I want to ask you what do you do what do you typically do when you when you have a decision to make? Let's let's go there. You have a really important decision that you have to make. Maybe it's about finding your next job or if you should take a promotion where you currently are. Maybe it's about exploring a new relationship or ending a current relationship. Maybe it's about a medical decision these decisions that feel really big, what are the steps that you take to make that decision? Are you reading books? Are you listening to podcasts? Are you talking to friends, family, coworkers, mentors, talking to your therapist or your doctors, journaling, making a pro-con list, Man, the mind, the mind fucking loves a good pro-con list. Maybe you do some visualization practices. 
How much trust do you think that you have in yourself if you don't know how to make a decision? I'm like, can you tell that this shit fires me up? Like we are not wasting any time in this episode. I really am passionate about this because this is an indicator of maybe something bigger that's going on. If you feel indecisive, then you're probably not living your fully expressed self. You're you're probably not living your soul aligned life. You're probably living your should life. Because if you're not able to make a decision for yourself, I'm telling you, you don't trust yourself. There's something within you that doesn't feel safe to step forward. That version of you before you started living the should life feels like a distant memory if you're not able to stand in your truth and tap into your intuition, your soul, your inner voice, and be able to make a decision. When you're letting the mind control your life and your decisions, it's going to be sending you messages based that are fear-based. It's going to be sending you messages out of fear. And what is this fear? It may be the fear that you're going to make the wrong choice. Fear that there are only certain options available to you. Like the mind only sees limited options. It's going to say you can take the path to the left or you can take the path to the right. Which is it going to be? Don't make the wrong one. Don't fuck up. But what one is it going to be? What one? (laughs) Right? So please, what I want you to do is take a look around you right now, wherever you may find yourself. Look or like really look. I can tell you with confidence because that's how abundant the universe is. That wherever you are, there is abundance. And if you have the ability to look outside, look out a window, and just simply observe the number of snowflakes, the number of drops of water in a puddle, the number of branches or leaves on a tree, If you're inside observing the number of grains in a single piece of wood that may be on your floor, or the number and sheer amount of various colors on your pet's fur that make up certain patterns, do you really think, and I I want you to really absorb this, do you really think you live in a universe that is overflowing with abundance right now, it's around you this very moment, and yet you only have the limited options available to you that are shown to you by the mind right now. You really think that's true. If if you can acknowledge that and accept and observe and soak in the fact that we live in an abundant universe, if that is true, You also then are going to believe 
what the mind is telling you that you only have these limited options in front of you, I'm not buying it. I'm calling bullshit. What's going on? If you're interested in one-on-one mentorship with me or your own live inner voice session to activate your intuition and get you living your soul-aligned life, head over to nomoreshouldlife.com and let's get started. So I believe that we're taught to look to everyone else for the answers is because as women, we're taught that we can't have it all. And because we're taught that we can't have it all, we start to limit ourselves. We're told that we can't have both amazing supportive friendships and deeply satisfying romantic relationships. We're taught that we have to choose, that we're always having to choose. And we take that messaging out into the world with us. And we feel like we've limited ourselves. We feel like this isn't it. There's this thing that just gnaws at us. Because that is what we have been taught. And that's what we start to embody. We start to identify it as our truth because that's what we're hearing from the mind. But it does not have to be this way. We can have it all. Do you believe that you can have it all? So in talking about the messages that we are taught when it comes to looking to everyone else for the answers that we hold within I can't help but think of one of my clients. Her name is Megan. And what we uncovered during our work together was that she had this belief that if something good happened in her world, that something bad must also follow. It was like this balance that she felt had to occur in order to keep her right in the world. Now, she didn't, she didn't have this, this understanding of this belief until we really started to dig into some surface level things that started to show up. But when she stopped asking others for advice, when it came to decisions, she realized that this belief existed and she realized that she had been self-sabotaging based on this belief that every time she had a win, a loss was inevitable. Now, if we think that something is inevitable, if we assume that something is going to happen, that is the vibration and the energy that we are bringing to that to that's our state of being. It's the energy we're bringing and putting out into the universe. So if we believe that something is inevitable, guess what? That's exactly what is going to show up. Now, this also blocked her from receiving the abundance that was possible for her life. So she she found that she felt like she was constantly taking two steps forward and one step back, just constant all the time. Every time she got a win, the inevitable loss followed. And so it also 
caused her to really hold back when it came to celebrating. Like she was almost apprehensive about celebrating. It was like, as soon as there was a win, the mind went, "Uh, uh, uh, don't get too excited because you know what's coming next. So once she built this incredible awareness, I mean, is this not an amazing realization to have? And, and we celebrated this big, big time. Because this is amazing. So often we go on autopilot, not being aware of these beliefs that hold us back. So we had this amazing awareness that she could start to build on. And so what we started working on is self-leadership and having her start to actually show up for herself in her life. And she practiced this with the guidance of her inner voice. Of course, this foundational work, she used the guidance of her intuition to start to build this self-leadership for herself. What this looked like was she showed up when she said she would show up. She stood by her word, but because this was her new practice, what all, what she also found This just like hits me so deeply. I can relate to this so much because this was her new reality. She also found that she had to commit to less things in her life because she knew this was her truth. This was her new truth was that if she wanted to build trust with herself, that she was now going to do exactly what she said she was going to do. Therefore, She had to start saying no more frequently to shit she didn't want to do, right? So this beautiful, beautiful, out of this awareness, beautiful transition happened where she started saying no to more things. She started standing firm in her yeses. She started building on this self-leadership. She was doing more of what lit her up and she was building trust within herself. We cannot fully trust other people that we are by asking everyone else in our world for their thoughts on what we should do with our own life, with our own precious life, giving that power away to others. When we practice self-leadership, which is what Megan did. She started building this trust within herself. She started believing in her word and other people started believing in her word. They knew this woman is different. Her energy is different. She says she's going to do something and she does it. That can be rare. And if you can practice and really hone your self-leadership, you will stand out. So she also knew how to use her inner voice to guide her in making divine decisions. This is what we started calling it, divine decision-making. She also knew when it was aligned to reach outside of herself for guidance. The difference is here. 
when she did ask for something, when she did look to someone outside of herself, it came from a place of alignment and from a place of empowerment, not from a place of disempowerment or not trusting herself. I mean, I can't even tell you the transformation. So does this, does this hit home for you? Maybe this belief that Megan held also is ringing true for you as well. Maybe something else is just waiting to reveal itself to you. But when we keep giving away our power and asking other people, asking the pro-con list, asking the coworker, the stranger, the friend, we are giving away that power when truly we can start to quiet the noise of the mind, tune into the inner voice and activate the answers that you already have within you. So this is really about coming back, coming back to yourself, the truest version of you, the version of you that knew what was best for you because you were tapped into your inner voice. My inner voice told me, this was probably a year ago, stop asking for directions to places that only I know. And I will never forget that because it was so powerful. I had been, as you can imagine, I had been giving away my power to other people, other quote unquote experts. When really, when I was able to quiet the noise of the mind, quiet the shoulds and tune into my truth, the answers that showed up were so such a beautiful fit for me for that exact situation. And it doesn't mean that they didn't feel uncomfortable, but I just knew. I knew because the answer felt expansive. The answer felt like home. The answer felt like peace and balance and truth. And that's really what we are looking for. When do answers from other people when you're really trying to come up with an answer or a, a big decision, when do those answers really ever feel like truth? Maybe if you're searching for a diagnosis and you finally find a doctor that's in alignment with you and you you get that answer that feels like a sigh of relief, I can definitely, that shows up for me because I experienced that firsthand. But most of the time when we're racking our brain, when we are battling with the brain and making these pro-con lists and listening to podcasts and buying masterclasses, searching for the answer, oftentimes those answers don't feel like truth. They don't feel expansive. They feel like more busyness. They feel like more things to think about, more things to add to the pro-con list. So today, this episode really, really filled me up. I hope that it did the same for you. We started talking about what it looks like to make a decision maybe currently for you, what a decision made from the should life perspective may look like or feel like. 
versus making a decision from the peace of the inner voice. And we talked about some belief systems that can also contribute to not trusting yourself and how self-leadership can be such a gift for yourself, for starting to trust yourself, and for showing other people in your life that you are trustworthy. You can become an example for embodiment of self-leadership simply by the way that you are living your truth. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. This is your reminder that you are enough, you are worthy, and you are loved. You can find me over at Instagram at Jessica Lee Labe and my website at nomoreshouldlife.com. If you or someone you love is a high achieving woman looking to activate your inner voice and embrace your shadow self to claim your soul aligned life, send me a DM and let's do this.